Hey everyone, welcome back. This is AJ. I wanted to welcome you back to Disc 2. This is Disc 2 of the Dive Media discussion around racial prejudice and all of the things that are going on in our nation right now. So again, please sit back and enjoy as the Dive Media hosts discuss topics centered around racial injustice, systematic oppression, and all of the things, and we will continue to bring it to you from a kingdom perspective. So once again, thank you so much for supporting us, and we hope that you all enjoy. We live life with our own prejudices. God saying they is, we say that they isn't. How you living? Ooh, now you listen. Can't see the kingdom with these isms. With our own prejudices, God saying they is, we say that they isn't. How you living? How you living? These isms. Why don't we let his word penetrate us? It's absurd. So, with with that being said, because um, it actually was a, a news a news article that we did the show on again, and so I, the the reason that I bring that up is because a, a lot of you probably have seen the news. And have seen the videos and a lot of the destruction, right, and vandalism is being perpetuated actually by white folk. And they're coming out there in their, in their all black tactical gear, even some with umbrellas to block drones. If you see them with umbrellas, that's so that the drones and cameras can't do facial recognition. Um, and they're breaking store windows and they're spraying Black Lives Matter and they're doing a lot of different things. Those people are liberals. Those are not conservative. Those are the, you know, the Antifas of the world that is doing stuff like that. And so that's the reason that I brought that that topic up. And so with with that being said, I want to sort of jump and, and pivot to I'm, I'm going to merge these two topics together because I, I think that they're so intertwined. And the the one is Black Lives Matter, the organization versus the ideology um, and then sort of kind of tying that with the notion, this, this whole notion of people of color as a monolith. Um, you know, again, we also did a show on Black Lives Matter. And, you know, you can go back and look through our uh, catalog as well. I'm not here to do any advertisement. I, promise I mean, you. if we plug in shows, I mean, you know, she works, got, a, got plenty of and, and, and all of our shows. Right. We, we can plug, too. <laughs> I promise you, I'm, I'm not here to do plugs. I told Tina that nobody does plugs on the show. And here I am. Um. But what's the name of your show again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ and the Pips. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, um, you know, but, that's an interesting thing that you just were you done? I'm sorry, I thought you were done. No, I was just gonna lay out the sort of the the, the topic, um, uh, the, the this sort of next topic. But then you can definitely jump in, man. I just want to say that you know, Black Lives Matter. There is an ideology that people want to you know, preserve black life. And then there's an organization that has, and I think, you know, it's related to your previous point that has a particular agenda um, that is not always aligned with that ideology. Um, and so I think, you know, for, for those of us who walk with the most high, and if, if we choose to follow God, there may be times in the esteeming of the ideology, we may have to break ranks with that organization 
that's going to piss some people off because I know oh, folks yeah. rock with BLM Inc. all day, all night. You know, for those of you who live in the DMV, you know, uh, Muriel Bowser just had 16th Street painted with that joint. She just she had the boss move. She went, she went for his neck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was a drop the mic move. <laughs> I wish she would have devoted some of those funds to Ward 8, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say it again. Um, but. So with that being said, what are what are you guys' thoughts on BLM Incorporated as opposed to just the ideology of valuing black life? Well, I think that's the that's the that's a, a issue everywhere. We just got finished talking about that with Republicans and Democrats. It's a it's a human habit. There's the organization, but then within the organization, you got you have pockets, you have circles that there's the federal or the, the corporate admission. And then you got all these people who want to have their own interpretation of the mission. Um, it's no different than believers. We have Baptists. We have uh, Pen- 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 uh, Catholic. We got 50 million different names, you know, that all want to go in this unique little way. And we have to understand the difference between here's the, the mission, the corporate mission. And then it's okay to have your personality, but your personality does not interpret the mission. And uh, I think that's something that as believers, we have to understand that um, at the end of the day, like, for instance, my wife and I, my wife and I, we have a, a, a corporate mission, so to say. We have a, a running theme for our family. But then there are times we disagree. And then there are some times I want, you know, well, oh, yeah, I'm coming in here. I'm tightening my belt up. I'm going to stuck <laughs> through this door. She going to know my name. <laughs> Right. She going to know she going to know she she ain't never met me before. And then the Lord be like, OK, but what do I want? Right. You know, you know, the, the, the usual uh, <laughs> quotes of being a Christian man. But like, but Lord, but what, look what she did, though. OK, OK. But what what is my corporate standing? Mm. OK, I got to die to myself. But I, I hey, I'm just letting you know, I don't like it, though. Anyway, Denise, yeah. I love you. They're they're a camera. Their camera's getting ready to go off, and then and when it comes back on, it's just gonna be Danita on the screen. <laughs> like, hey, well, what happened to Demario? Oh yeah, he had something he had to go. Do, he had so. to go. <laughs> I, had, I had a headache, brother. It was a hard day. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to speak to the ideology, and I started thinking about like a child, like. When you think about like children who are brought up in homes where they're told that they're stupid and they're told that they're ugly and they're told that they're not going to be anything and how powerful, you know, words are. And then when you think about a child that's brought up in a home where they're smart, you're beautiful, you're going to be something and they're being groomed in a particular way. I think the ideology needs to continue to be said. I don't think that all of the stances and all of the activities surrounding the organization organization are necessarily ones that I align with, but I think that Black people need to be told that their life matters because there is so much, there's so many instances where you're seeing Black lives devalued. And I think that generation after generation of people not feeling like their life matters has conditioned people in a way. And so I, I, that for me, I like the ideology behind telling people that they matter so i want to hop in uh, i agree uh t- I-, I agree with a lot of what um akima was saying as far as like the the statement of black lives matter uh, i think that i think that it's it's like a uh obviously maybe not so obviously but 
um, it is a good statement in and of itself, but it, it's also a very deceptive uh, statement um, because uh, one, it does boil down a group of people to a color. Um, that's the, so, so there's a faultiness with that. But the other thing is that it is a marketing uh, tactic. It's a marketing scheme uh, for a queer organization. And um, if you take, if you, if you just go to the Black Lives Matter website, blacklivesmatter.org, and take a look um, at the history page, you'll see no history page because they don't have a history page. They have a her story page. It's called her story. And um, if you just go and you read it, you'll see that um, they are very much intentional, intentional, intentional about um, censoring. Uh, the gender non-conforming and uh, queer and um, female um, uh, uh, identities as being leaders uh, within that movement. And if you just go and take a look at um, any of their org any of their chapters across the United States, just hop on Twitter or whatever, and you look at the chapter leaders, and you'll see um, that. Uh, what I'm saying is true. And my issue behind that uh, is that um, that they, as an organization, are trying to champion some champion some kind of revolution. Um, but the problem is is that there is no revolution if you cannot if if if, if it if there's no order and if there's no focus, uh, on um, the black man uh, who is the, and this gets into all kinds of uh, 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 different viewpoints, but um, at some point there has to be a recognition and, and, and not a denigration of uh, patriarchal energy. Um, and also the ability to uh, uh, teach your children and having an intergenerational plan. So you pass down culture and you pass down uh, uh, wealth, economics, resources, thought, they don't have that plan. They do not have the ability to raise their own people. Therefore, um, it's a plan doomed to fail. So I do have an issue with the organization of Black Lives Matter um, because um, they really do. And it's a really sad, it's really sad, but ultimately it is a clout chase because there is going to be a pivot. Once all of this energy dies down because if you just look over the landscape of pop culture or what's going on, uh, whatever happens, like the only time, the only time a man, a, a, a black man, a straight black man, it receives any kind of real promotion these days is when they die. Other than that, that's it. Um, Avery, so, yeah. this ahead, is you. part of the reason that, um, that I think it's really important that we not just jump into certain organizations. Mm -hmm. When we look at the history of this country, there's been a habit of creating controlled opposition. There's been a habit of infiltration. There's been a habit of actually, from the fore, creating organizations made to look like they belong within a particular group and then right. being able to control it from within. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So that's why we need to look at what our principles are. So when it comes to our own ethnicity, and a lot of people will say, no, I'm Christian before I'm black. But if you look at Acts 17, God says that he deliberately made your ethnicity. Like your ethnicity isn't meaningless. 
you know, he, he, the Israelites, he actually, as you were, as somebody was saying earlier, he actually communicates to nations of people. You know, there are nations of people that need to offer a reckoning. Uh, so, so he values nations of people. And when it comes to us, if you identify with, with what we're doing, obviously economic empowerment, finally building our own house after 401 years is extremely important. That's why you get disrespected left and right, because you have nothing. You've been building other people's houses for 401 years and you have you, there's a homeless shelter there for you. So, and then when it comes to being a believer, there have to be principles that we live by regardless of the names of these organizations. So yeah, we need to be really, really careful in terms of what we align ourselves with. And I'll go ahead and um, I'll stir the pot just a little bit, man. I'll go, I'll go to the other side of this, man, and I'll, I'll be brave. <laughs> um, I think Black Lives Matter is, is a toxic organization. Whoa! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Whoa! I didn't expect that. Whoa! We said it yeah. Is this the third yeah, act that we almost over? Let's wow. get it, man. But, um, oh, my always, gosh. Um, as always, let me add context. And Avery, I appreciate your comments, brother. Um, because historically, I mean, for the past three years, I've been looking to see even an image of a heterosexual black father on any promotional uh, marketing tools documentation speeches and um you know i'm not going to go too far too too far into that but um i myself understand that movement to be a feminist movement which uh derives from the original feminist movement of european women um and their protest against white men and um that we have complete confusion in that area but um even to go into another area with that we're still talking about exploitation people we are still talking about exploitation. And, you know, that, I get it. Meryl Bowser, she approves this sign on the street. Let me tell y'all something. I had to do the research before I got on here. Martin Luther King Jr. has 900, 900, 900 streets named after him. And so I think what the redirection is in terms of our psyche is if we attach and align to something, we're still talking. We could be, we, man, uh, uh, Molly, we could still be talking about Democrats and Republicans because we're still finding ourselves attached to the name right. and the symbolism. So when we see the Black Lives Matter, we just jump on it. But really, if I'm talking to Akima or Avery or somebody, what am I telling y'all that Black Lives Matter for? We black. We know. <laughs> well, t- well, look exactly. at another black person exactly. and tell another black person exactly. that Black Lives Matter for. for? Who right. am I saying this for? <laughs> and, black, and now I have to ask myself a question. Oh, man. Black Lives Matter. If I have to say this, well, bl- matter to whom? Because I know my black life matters. Everybody <laughs> on this call knows that black lives matter. Yep. So oh, li- I'm wearing this T-shirt for whom? And I think it, we've got to get comfortable. Um, and we're still all this. It's so interesting how this conversation is just coming together um, and flowing because we're still talking about repentance and, and, and forgiveness. And we are still learning to say and look directly at white people who, who claim to be in practice, actively practice white supremacy. Um, we're still trying to pacify what they've done to us and what they're continually doing to us. And by saying Black Lives Matter, we are not saying white supremacy. And I'm finding that our black leaders are having trouble organizing our thought, speech, and action to actually say the words white supremacy. 
Well, I was gonna, I was gonna let, you, I was trying to just throw up softballs, but these brothers, you know, these brothers Uh-oh. coming in, you know, Uh-oh. Coroma, yeah. Coroma about to come off the uh, top buckle. <laughs> uh, so, so the whole, the whole definition of race is a competition, right? So we compete with white people. So when we're looking for their apology, they're not going to apologize because it's a competition between black people and white people. That's my opinion. So as black people, like I said before. We should build our own. We should build our our own economic, our own Black Wall Street. So we won't have to deal with if Black lives matter. Like you said, we know black, our lives matter. But if we build our own, we have to deal with any apology or repentance. And as Christians, we should we should forgive off the off, on the, off the jump. But at the same rate, it's a competition. They, we shouldn't look for apology from white people. We should build our own. We should build our own people up. And that's basically what, that's that's how I see it. Aroma, I just need to briefly, briefly just mention uh, why I'm sorry. Howwefight.com. Some of you guys know about it, but it's uh, dashes in the middle. Howwefight.com. This is one of many organizations that actually have an economic plan for building our house, so that we don't get punked for another 401 years. So just kind of keep that in mind for the listener. You know, agree or disagree, whatever, with all the details, but the concept is the same. Yeah, so, I get the concept. Yeah. I mean, even um, Dr. Uh, Clyde Anderson, he got a strategy called Powernomics. He shows you a strategy of how we can build our community as a black as, as black people. So definitely, sister, I'm definitely going to visit that website. But I feel that we can build our own. We can we can solve this problem if we come together. We obviously all black people don't think the same. But if we can think on one thing, economics and build our own. We can come together and we won't have to worry about the, the George Floyd's being killed. We can police the we could police the uh, white police force by our police force. So, and and I completely agree with that. I think coming together is where we start first. Um, whether it be an organization, whether it be an ideology, the bottom line is that Black lives do matter. But in my opinion, I do not think that all Black people know that their lives matter. I live on the eastern shore of Maryland. I live in Somerset County. We are to date the poorest county in the state. The oppression here of Black people and the mentality that the Black people have here is completely unbelievable and until you live amongst people who do not realize that their life matters that they have rights then your whole your whole mind shifts when you are around a group of black people who do not truly understand what it means when you say your life matters and so i think that that is probably one of the places we need to start be it this organization that organization i can't really speak to all of that but what i can say is that i think that those of us who do know that our black lives matter it is our responsibility to start that message and actually teach people what that means. Like, what does it mean when you say a black life matters? What does it mean to people here who live in trailers with no running water? I know people who do not have running water in their homes. What does it mean to you when I say to you, ma'am, your son's life matters, your life matters. They have no idea what that means. And so I think that if this is going to be more than a moment, we don't want this to just be a moment. This needs to be a movement. And so if we want Black Lives Mattering to be a movement, then we are going to first have to unify the people. We're going to have to first meet the needs of the Black community. We're going to have to first help people understand that, yes, you're a child of God. Yes, your your life matters. Yes, your child life matters. No, you do not have to be of the 60% of people who are listed as special ed in this state, you do matter. So I think that that is something that we need to to consider. Um, What are we gonna do to help build this community up? Because 
if we're divided within ourselves, we're not going to move anywhere. Meg, thank you so much for that. That was a really good um, mic drop for that particular topic because that was a really good way to sort of curb that that part of the discussion because the Black Lives Matter Inc. is, you know, <laughs> Mikhail just went out, you called it toxic, but it's definitely people, and that's why I wanted to separate it from the ideology, just because it's, I think, a group of people who took advantage of true desperation you know there are you're, you're you're exactly right there is a you know desperate group of people that have been oppressed you know and naturally when people are oppressed they will grasp for anything right when they are oppressed they will grasp for anything that's why you see a, a, a multitude of quote-unquote messiah figures at the time of christ because you had an oppressed hebrew people that were looking for anybody who was going to give the kingdom back to Israel. They're like, yo, who's next? We'll follow. We, we don't care what you're talking about. We'll follow you. So it, that's the, you know, historically, that's the nature of oppressed people to want to try to follow and put a, a, a hero complex on a people or a group of people or, you know, just find a way to get us out of this oppression. So with that, because as we all know, all quote unquote, black lives are not a monolith. I want to talk a little bit about this notion of people of color. Um, it's not really a ideology that I get with. I'm not really a, a fan of it um, because what it does is it flattens people groups into one little pancake. Um, and it says that all of these diverse groups of people with various backgrounds and cultural you know, uh, histories, um, and heroes and, you know, purposes and agendas, et cetera, et cetera. They're all the same thing. We're going to flatten all these people into, and it's, it's, an, it's a lazy American characteristic. I see it across the board where many people are flattened into one people and it's, and it's not the way God created us. You know, in the book of Revelation, John says, I saw a group of people of every tribe, tongue and nation and that nation we know is ethnos. And I think that the, the richness of the ethnos of people that are created, it is cheapened. It's cheapened when it says, oh, you're just people of color. Again, you're not only limiting all black people, you're limiting all people to just one little sandwich color. Um, and so it's not necessarily something that I ascribe to. I rarely use the term. I don't really jive with it. When people say it, I'm like, you're not talking about me because I'm not a person of color. Um, I have no problem esteeming my, you know, my heritage, my ethnicity, who I am, where I come from. I was just telling this to my children, uh, two days ago, I was having dinner with my children. You know, some of you know, some of you may not know that I'm a child of immigrants, and I didn't realize that I wasn't African-American until I went to an HBCU. It wasn't until that I spent my time around African-Americans that I realized, oh, snap, like, everybody, like I don't do none of what they do. I don't know the things they know. The, the things that are valued and esteemed, I didn't value and esteem those things and vice versa. And... It was at that moment I realized, well, wait a minute. African-Americans are not a monolith, right? Because we try to just sandwich all African-Americans into a monolith. 
And going to an HBCU will teach you that. <laughs> right, exactly. Had maybe had I not gone to an HBCU, I may not have known that. Um, and so I just I want to throw this out. What are you guys' thoughts on this concept of man and woman of color, people of color, blah, 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 um, as a way to essentially sandwich all non-white people into this kind of other category. You know, when you're taking a test, it's A, B, C, and other, you know what I'm saying? Everybody who's in this other category, we want to sandwich you into this ambiguous people of color terminology. What are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I, I think so. I think that there's there's pros and cons and, and uh, depending upon the context. Right. Like if if uh, from like if you're looking at it from a political perspective, the larger the block you can get with regard to common um, essence. I mean, even in Dr. King and talking about his poor people's campaign. Right. Or a party. Right. Like a lot of that is just like uh, the notion was um, uh, that even cross colors, but it almost created a block around economics, right? Like, uh, you know, poor person out in this rural place that I visited seems to have a lot of the same concerns and issues as poor black person in this inner city over here, you know, that I visited. So from that context and perspective, sometimes it's about creating a block of, um, similar, least situated um, individuals that can come together uh, to have a large enough influence to affect a certain change, right? Like, so in the, con from that context, when you, uh, there is a benefit to having a block, right? Like around, uh, even with people of color, if you can affect a particular change and, and have some commonality around uh, influencing an agenda, right? Um, or systems um, and have that kind of power. I think that that's where there is a benefit. Now, where I don't think there's a benefit is that the experience from different uh, people of color and groups are very different. The the black African descent uh, experience and uh, institutionalized racism um, is not does not have the same meaning for every uh, people group that is con that is lumped into people of color. Right. And so some of the things, even when you start talking about um, affirmative action and, you know, minority and, and things like that, um, it almost the, the, the notion gets diluted uh, because we are not all talking or coming from the same context. Right. Like when you start talking about affirmative action, there isn't the same uh, defrauding. Right. <laughs> uh, history that comes with every uh, group uh, of color in the U.S. And so that's where I think it becomes a detriment because by lumping it all together a lot of times, uh, even this diversity and inclusion, that 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 title, you know, it, it just seems like it has become everything but black, right? Um, everything <laughs> but trying to look at the whole notion of the fact that, you know, you have disenfranchised and disconnected a group of people for so long with institutions and systems, et cetera, and, you know, trying to include at that point, um, it's not the same approach. Like, you, you don't engage every group in the same way because every group is not been defrauded in the same way right like so i think it waters it down uh, so those are the two sides of it where it benefits where it's beneficial and then where i think it's a detriment it's almost like everything has a secret meaning you can't it's like what every word has a dual meaning so it's like i don't even want to say nothing because 
you know, black lives matter don't really mean black lives matter. <laughs> you know, you know, inclusion doesn't really mean just, Oh, I want to be inclusive. Right. No, it means a whole nother set of other things. So, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's like a, it's just this political game with just these buzzwords and all this terminology. And, you know, I, that's why I appreciate you, you, educated people on this um, um, panel because I swear, because I knew who I was getting down with. I had to go study. I had to go research. I had to go read. I had to go look stuff up um, because I, you know, there, there were just some things I'll be honest. I was very ignorant to, you know, I'm not a very um, political driven person. You know, my life is very simple. <laughs> you know, I'm here with kids all day. Um, and so when you when you know listening to some of the ATI episodes when you guys were going in about the different topics of you know black lives matter and inclusion i'm like you know we were having a conversation about you know woke culture and so i'm like well what's wrong with woke culture oh god i'm sorry i asked that question no what i thought woke culture was is 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 not what it is and so you know i know we did an episode his his my shameless plug for she works y'all check us out right we did an episode about crunchy moms right vaccinations and different types of things uh -oh. I had considered that to be a little woke, but clearly not the woke woke. So I just, everything has a separate meaning, <laughs> a secret code. And now I don't want to say nothing else because you just never know without doing your research, without doing your due diligence, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, that's not where you get your research. Get into some scholarly books, dig up articles, get into some factual, you know, evidence. If you don't know, call, call people on this call here. Cause I'm sure they will gladly walk you through, you know, decades of history, <laughs> you know, for that, but people of color marginalized, everything has like a separate extra meaning. So I really don't know what to, what to say about it, to be honest. That's Janita, I just want to um, mention that there's a principle though, that, that people can kind of follow. Um, that has a historical context. And I think that when we think about that principle, then it's easier to understand all of this information. And the principle is America has been doing everything it can to stop from going down to the foundation of this nation and redoing the whole foundation. If you just think about your house, that's a lot of work. <laughs> if you think about your house, you know that if, the found if there's something wrong with the foundation, every time you turn around, it's gonna be a problem, right? Every time you turn around, there's gonna be a structural issue, every time you turn around. And so it's, it's a lot for a country to say, we built, built, built on top of a faulty foundation. Let's go back down there and reestablish the way that we, uh, the way that we function as a nation. So I'm saying all that to say, when it comes to what organizations or terms to use or not to use, um, one thing America has been consistent about and that drives these types of uh, organizations and terms is staying away from getting down deep and, res and, and redoing the foundation. Yeah, oh, that's good. and, and I, I want to say that the, the, the somewhat good thing, I want to reiterate the somewhat good thing about this term Black Lives Matter, and I say somewhat on purpose, is that it one of the things I can appreciate about it is that it is it encourages people to use uh, and I hate to say this but to use the word black um and the reason why I hate to say it is because black is a color um and that gets into a whole thing that's you know, a whole other episode stuff. but <laughs> but my point behind that is that I can recall even for me growing up in my 20s I would be hesitant in saying the word black around people who who weren't black 
I, I, I got out of that <laughs> when I like got into my later 20s or early 30s. No, nah, no, nah, uh, not you, mid, not you. <laughs> Mid-30s. But I just remember the term, like it, it's like a term, it's an embarrassing term. And to be, to, to be quite frank, because of the meaning of the term black in any other context, just about except for people, it is a bad term. It is a bad term and it was meant to be that way. Again, whole nother conversation. My point is, is that from to the even the, the, the term people of color, and I just know from participating in this society that that term, that that term is used in place of using the word the term black, because we, and, we, and 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 it's it, it's I would say it's largely black people, but it's white people too, but it's definitely a lot of black people that are like this. They don't like using the term black because they they feel like it's confrontational and they don't they they feel like they're going to scare people away if they say black to somebody who's not black they they unfortunately it, it's it's shame uh and i find myself i guess just on how i carry myself it helps people to kind of open up a little bit more about that stuff but i do find that people use that term people of color because they feel like it's less confrontational and they don't want they 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 feel like they have this idea of black militancy and it's like you know to uh, honestly to be black is to be offensive you're just gonna have to embrace that thing um and it's not that you're militant it's just it's a, it's just a whole nother train of thought that a lot of people just don't want to go down so they rather just know we're gentle we're people of color people who look like me you know people you say all different kinds of little quasi jedi mind tricks to to try and impute into somebody else's head that you know, you're talking about being black instead of just saying it. So people, you know, people have to begin to, and it's sad that we have to say this even now in 2020, but people really do. Uh, we really do have to be able to uh, love ourselves more and be able to speak clearly about ourselves. Um, uh, uh, and so, and so I think that on the little smidgen surface veneer level of the term black lives matter, I can at least uh, appreciate that. I was I was gonna say um, when I when I hear the word or think about the word um, people of color or black as a, as a, as an American because I was thinking about um, 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 Avery was talking about he knows his origin um, I don't really know my origin like I, I know my um, my grandfather told me when I was like eighteen nineteen that our name was a slave master of his grandfather and I know my I know my um, I know my grandmother she is her father was um, white he's um her father was white and her mother was like a full-blooded indian so mixed there so when i think about when i think about the word i think about i usually think about it as it relates to african americans because and, and when i think about it i think about the word as, as it relates to like not knowing your culture like not having a culture you just you know i'm african-american you know but that's why like when you talk to amadi or people avery or somebody who's african they'll say well, well i'm I'm Nigerian, or, 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 or I'm from Congo, or I'm Jamaican, or I'm from Haiti, because they they have a culture that they're familiar with. But African Americans, you know, we we'll say color or black. We, we don't we don't really have a we don't really have a culture that that we're familiar with, at least that we know of. You know, um, um, I know my wife is interesting because she was talking about um she was talking to her grandfather and come to find out that um she's actually her family is actually descendants of West African. Which was pretty interesting um, for us, um, 
But I just know me uh, personally when I when I think about the word, that's usually what I think about um, is a, a people without culture. And when I say culture, I'm talking about like a lineage. Like you can go back generations, like four or five generations. And yeah, my mom was from you know Ghana, or my, my dad was from Nigeria. Like you know, I, I don't have that. I don't, I don't know. You know, I, like I said from 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 our regulation from from our regulations, um, 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 half a slave and the other half a Native American and some uh, you, you know uh. Irish, white Irish, you know, so it's like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of everything. Definitely um, have some culture, but not not aware of it. Um, but not even that. But sometimes I know, I know. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking about that bothers me is that when people, when you meet people who are black but they're mixed, they only identify with their black side. Like, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I just, I don't really, I don't really get down with that. Like um, for instance, one of my favorite rappers is from my home state, J Cole. He identifies as black. But his mom, is, his mom is white, and she raised him. And I remember one day I was having a conversation with my wife. I'm like, I'm like, you know, because I never knew I never knew his mom was white. But I'm like, I'm like, babe, isn't it crazy how people who people who are you know black or mixed or whatever they only identify as being black and not white? The, the, doesn't that kind of like negate or deny the, the other part of you, the other part of your culture, even even if you hate it? So I, I mean, I, I guess that's just kind of things that. I was, you know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, that oftentimes I think about when I think about the word black or color or people of color, it's just that we are African-Americans um, who are without culture. Now, let's not say for all of them, you know, so I'm pretty sure some people like, you know, Avery, you've done the research and know your, know your culture and know where you're from and things like that. But I'm just, that's oftentimes, that's what I think about when, when I think about the word African-American or color. Well, I know Akima had a comment, so I'm gonna let Akima um, go ahead and be the last comment here, so we can pivot on. Um, go ahead, Akima. Yep. No, and mine isn't very lengthy. I just, I, and it's probably because of who I'm married to. Um, because I'm married to a person of color who's not African American. Oh yeah. And so for me, this term, we can't get pigeonholed into this term because, and again, I've been on this whole benefit thing, but there are other people of color in terms of how you know, we could say our non-melanated brothers and sisters see us, they kind of get grouped into this. And so anyone from a nation that's not European could be identified as a person of color, depending upon who you're talking to, or depending upon if there's some sort of a, an advantage of identifying as a person of color. So if we're looking for something that's going to, you know, be a part of who our identity is, I think that that term is not something that I would want to use because becomes inclusive of other people. And I don't have a problem with it being inclusive of other people because that's how certain people see the world. But I do know that that term pe- people of color is not limited to people who are African or African-American. And that's what I wanted to add because I hadn't heard anyone else speak to that. And we kind of limited it to people who are like African-American. Well, no, I think that that and that that was my intent to kind of go that route because I think it's a lazy way to not say african-american or say mexican or say whomever right because you 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 have varying groups of people who have competing interests i mean when when you say black and brown people you talking about arabs you talking about mexicans who are you talking about like who 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 are we talking about here when you say quote unquote black and are you talking about southeast asians vietnamese or cambodians i mean so again i mean that that was the direction i was going because it's a Cambodians. very 
I'm just th- come on, man. <laughs> Fijians, I mean, all of them. <laughs> it's just a very, it's just a very lazy. It's a very lazy. Who are you talking about? Amari, <laughs> but but don't but don't we as black people do it too? Like we do it too. Like somebody can be Irish or whatever. Oh yeah, you're white. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. You're white. Yes, I'm German. No, you're white. Well, no, you're that's what I'm saying. No, do it. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Though that's my point. It's an it's a lazy oh. American characteristic. It's something that is really natively American. That you know you're you are boiled down to a color. Like I've talked to many, many, many immigrant people who say I didn't know I was black till I came to America. Like I've heard that dozens of times where people would tell me before I came to America I didn't know I was black. I thought I was well, just where I was from, you know, like that thing. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'll chime in from what I can understand uh, of the conversation. I've been fighting this headache all day long, so I'm gonna just jump in with what I heard. Um, I think the idea of of just isolating uh, or describing someone based upon their color as this or that is a very shallow way to to put something or, or describe a people group. Um, I think that uh, that it is definitely an American thing to kind of shortcut to kind of just put some adjective to an individual as opposed to kind of inquiring or getting something that's actually of depth uh, to ascribe to that to that group all right so let's 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 pivot now as we come down the home stretch here i think you know we don't want to make this too blackity black right and be so offensive (laughs) oh man can i do my best to be a maverick real quick sure oh i like that pun you said pivot he said maverick basketball references (laughs) nice i'm with it i see you this this might be a little left from the context that everybody else was saying, but I just want to throw this out there. I think when you look, me being a believer, and you look at the foundation, I love, I'm I'm sorry, everybody else on here really knows each other. I really don't know too many people on here. I apologize. So I, I, someone was talking about foundations. Who was that? She was talking about that humanity doesn't, or America doesn't want to get back to really accepting that, you know what? This whole thing was wrong. Right, this, whole, this thing all wrong. You know what? Yeah, this whole thing was all wrong. You know what I mean? I had to realize that in my own marriage as a mate. I had to one day. I, and I admitted to my wife. I was like, "You shouldn't have married me when we got married." Oh, <laughs> if, if I was your daddy, you was my daughter. I would tell you, "Hell no!" Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to accept it as a man. Like, you know what? My foundation was whack, and that's why I love this woman because she she ride or die with me through that. I say that to say, that's my metaphor to say. I want to say he wasn't a project. He, he, I, I didn't marry a project. Yeah. <laughs> she like, let's set the record straight. Let's set the record yeah. straight. And for the ones in the back. It's on work. And I'm yes. of we don't marry projects. That's another episode. On She Works. <laughs> we'll talk. So I say, that's my metaphor to say is that I think the foundation of race the definition of God's definition of race has been completely lost. Is not, I, I don't know who else would agree with me on this th- philosophy, but if you go, God deals with race from Genesis all the way through Revelation. Jesus was very, very blunt about how he dealt with race too. He called a woman a dog, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to hit on, get her to stop looking at your race and look at the principle because race submits to the principle. To, to, to come out of that position of being dominated by another person. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he, he engaged in that conversation to see, can you come out of that? Do not be dominated by what they're saying and step into your citizenship as a kingdom citizen. Right. Don't be dominated because their system functions off race. But I say to say that when you look at Genesis chapter one, verse 26, God says, let us make man. Man was the species. That's the principle. We're a species. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And that's how he qualifies the species. If you're functioning in my image, my character, and you're functioning in my nature. And then it goes further and says that God made them. So before he even said male and female, it said God made them. And then he gets into the gender, the male and the female. So I say that to say is that I think humanity lost the definition that race, God does, like you said, he does talk to nations. He does talk to tribes. He did choose this group of people and called them Israel. But there was a purpose behind the label. The label was to say, hey, this is what I could come to you for, right? My wife is a woman. I can go to her for the for her. She, she has a the ability to give me intimacy, right? So I know her as a female, she's a place for intimacy. Uh, so black, there's a reason why I'm black. There's a reason why there's a purpose, right? My, my skin color doesn't, I, it, it helps people to recognize like a badge. Oh, you're a fireman. Oh, you're a police officer. Oh, you're such and such and such and such. But at the end of the day, guess what? It was just a function. It was just a den of help people to see that you function in this role opposed to that's really not your identity. Your identity is your nature and your character. And that's why one of the biggest gripes I have with black people in general about Martin Luther King is that they lose a lot of context. Because when Dr. King and I have a dream speech, he said, I don't want my children to be judged by the content of their, by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. So he's saying we got to get to a point as humans that we let principles supersede color. Right. And I just think that that's, that's it. I'm done. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was disc two. That was our disc two of the Dive Media Roundtable discussion around racial oppression and the systematic prejudice that's been going on in our nation. So we hope you all are enjoying these parts. Please stay tuned for part three and the conclusion coming next week. Again, we do thank you all for supporting us. We thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to all of our shows and check out our website, divemedia.co. That is divemedia.co. And you can go and listen to all of our shows there. Uh, we have a Patreon as well, Dive Media One. That's patreon.com slash divemedia1. Thank you for listening. Thanks for your support. And until next time, bye-bye. How you living? Ooh, now you listen. Can't see the kingdom with these isms. We live life with our own prejudices. God saying they is, we say that they isn't. How you living? How you living?